Hey, it's Dr. Kieran Dunstan, and today Derek and I are going to get into COVID-19, what you need to know now, and how to protect yourself. We're going to talk about hand washing and how to do it right, as well as why you should be hopeful about what's going on right now. Yo, 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 drop it with me. You are not tuned in to Flavor Yo, what's going on? It's DJ Brainstorm. Yo, Black Pop, come on this thing. This has been Joy. Hey, T. This is Gabby. This is Talk It All. Yo, what's good? This is your boy Q from Chopping Up With Q and the Critical Dub Network. And you are tuned in to Flavor with T. Yeah. It's official, man. Now, here's your host. D. Let's do it. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening. I'm definitely honored to have this guest on the platform. Not my normal, normal introduction, but because of this opportunity, definitely want to make sure, let you guys know that I've I listened to the requests, I've listened to the feedback. I have a doctor on with us, a board certified MD, has been featured on CBS, NBC. Huffington Post, just to name a few, also has her own podcast. Dr. Kieran Dustin, welcome to The Flagrant Two. Thank you. So glad to be here. Thank you for having me. No problem, no problem, no problem. But before we dive into far as what's going on with our nation, with the world, tell us far as that being a doctor, like when you were growing up, was that something that you always seen yourself uh, wanting to be yes actually um my mom has a picture of me listening to a cat with a stethoscope <laughs> when i was about four and so yeah it's what i always wanted to do okay definitely okay was it someone in your family was it a tv show that kind of inspired you to take it to this next level um, well, it was a lot of things. I, I have doctors in my family. My um, great-grandfather was a doctor. Um, he was the third African-American to graduate from Jefferson Medical College in Philly, where, which is where I ended up going. Nice. Um, and my grandmother, I had one grandmother who was a nurse. I had another who was a pharmacist. So we had lots of medical people in my family. Um, but, you know, I really believe that we kind of come to come to this planet with a, a sole purpose mm-hmm. and i think that i'm a i'm a healer at heart and so it really was something that i just came here wanting perfect 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 and speaking a healer of, of heart definitely like you said something that the world needs kind of some some hope some positive vibe especially on especially with what's going on and i definitely want to ask you about your podcast as well which is titled host you're the host of her brilliant health revolution featuring yourself tell us tell us about that and what the listeners can uh, expect when they tune in Sure. So I'm a board certified OBGYN um, originally, but now I'm also trained in functional medicine, which is a type of medicine that gets at the root cause of disease using special tests and treats with natural treatments, vitamins, minerals, botanicals, homeopathics, all kinds of tools Mm -hmm. that we don't necessarily use in mainstream medicine. And so Her Brilliant Health Revolution is experts who know about these special tools and can help women and men. I have a lot of men who listen to actually 
um, who can help them understand what's going on with their body, decipher the message that disease is in the, in the body, and how to approach it from a holistic perspective that can actually not only heal the body from disease, but create vitality, which I don't know about you, but that's my goal in life is to have the best health that I can have. Absolutely. And so that's what you'll find there is experts on those top on various topics in health and really give a new um, innovative perspective into what's going on and how to heal it versus just when at your doctor's office, you're probably getting pharmaceutical treatments and mm -hmm. surgery that control symptoms and really are band-aids and don't fix the reason why you have them. And so we give insight into what are the root causes and how do you address them? Now, now, Doc, I, I got to admit, now, the older I get, the more I've been doing more of the natural remedies. Um, I'm not saying I'm, a, I'm afraid of a doctor, but as you said, sometimes because of um, just like you said, if it's unnecessary, sometimes, as you clearly, I'm sure, have heard or discussed on your platform, as far as pharma pharmaceutical sales, it's not really about the person, it's about the money. So just like you said, just here to live a uh, healthy uh, life as you know as much as you can as far as what you eat and the proper things to to do to stay around as long as you can definitely is the way to go and um i definitely again uh, appreciate you for taking time and not only enlighten your listeners but mine as well as we dive a little more deeper into uh what's going on today so for yeah, the, ab uh, mm -hmm, absolutely you you're not alone in that i mean the so-called alternative healthcare industry is over $50 billion annual industry. Mm -hmm. People know that they're not getting the answers that they need at the doctor's office with the pharmaceuticals and surgery. And so they're seeking other avenues and they're knowing that there are botanicals that can help them. They're at the health food store getting um, nutritional supplements. They're changing their lifestyles because they just don't feel their best. And, you know, we've come to accept that as we get older, we're going to be tired tired mm -hmm. uh, our sweet sleep quality is not going to be as good we're going to lose our hair lose our vitality our sex drive and mm -hmm. just kind of break down but the truth is that there's no reason that you can't be as healthy vital and alive at 60 as you were at 20 but you have to take care of your body just like you have to take care of your house which to yeah. me is like your second body yeah. you have to do <laughs> take preventative measures and you need to do the upkeep that we're not taught how to do in mainstream medicine there's really no record recommendation for taking nutritional supplements or detoxifying the body or balancing hormones and so in functional medicine that's what we do is we address these root causes so that we can protect our most valuable uh, asset which is our body and our health and without that the health of that asset it really nothing else really matters because mm -hmm. when your health starts deteriorating at some point um, all those other assets really lose their value because you can't use them. Right. Right. <laughs> so you're not alone in that, and that's why I, I do what I do. Uh, the work I do improved my health. Uh, in mainstream medicine, I couldn't uh, lose the weight. I weighed 243 pounds. I had chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. I was depressed and anxious. Mm. My hair was falling out. I really looked and felt 20 years older than I was, and it wasn't until I discovered this type of medicine that addresses the root cause that I found out 
why I wasn't healing and what I needed to do to heal myself, lose the weight. I lost 100 pounds, got off all prescription medications, mm. and that was over 10 years ago. And so that's why I'm so passionate about what I do, spreading the word. Um, I welcome the opportunity to share this with your audience because a lot of people aren't, aren't aware of what's available. Mm -hmm. um, and they're suffering. And really, there's there's no need to, to suffer uh, like a lot of us are right now. So I welcome the opportunity to be here. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So COVID-19, for, for, for people that really haven't had the time to really watch TV due to work or due to just not being able to just put things into perspective, can you just describe exactly what it is and um, and how the uh, illness is caused? Sure. So it's caused by a, a virus that's a novel coronavirus. There's a group of viruses called coronaviruses. Um, some people may be familiar with the SARS epidemic that happened um, not in America, but in another country um, a few years ago. So there are six or seven types of this different type of virus, and it causes a disease called COVID-19 is what they've call, called it, named mm -hmm. it. Um, it was discovered at the end of 2019 in December in China, Wuhan, China, and um, it infects the body and it causes a somewhat similar to disease to influenza, although it causes more of a lower respiratory illness, meaning in the lungs, mm -hmm. whereas um, a lot of the other viruses that we're familiar with cause upper respiratory disease in the sinuses and nasal cavities, and the symptoms are more prone to being in that area, but this is more of a lower respiratory disease, and that's why it's so serious, because it can interfere with your ability to breathe, mm -hmm. um, and, and hence the uh, higher rate of complications, uh, because it more infects the lungs primarily. Uh, and it has some symptoms like other respiratory illnesses, virus, uh, like the influenza, or respiratory syncytial virus, RSV, so you can get some nasal congestion and runny nose, it, uh, watery eyes, eye symptoms, and cough, although mm -hmm. this virus is unique in that it causes a non-productive cough, typically a dry cough, so no phlegm is coming up, um, and body aches, chills, fever, um, decreased sense of smell is one of the things that it causes. There are other viruses that can cause that too, but they're finding that two-thirds of the people have a decreased sense of smell, and that may occur in the quote-unquote asymptomatic period from when you're infected to when you become overtly ill. And so that is something that could key you in that you're, you're having this viral infection if your sense of smell is decreased. Um, so the symptoms are kind of varied, um, but there is the consistency of the fever and the dry cough. Those are, are pretty consistent among individuals. Yeah, and, and like you were just saying, because I'm obviously not in the medical field, but just someone that has tuned in and watching and doing my own research, it seemed like it's just kind of, like you said, it's some of everything and it has our world it's a pandemic, you know, more people are stressing out and, and just the social distancing and isolation. Stress has, you know, went up 
Um, just from I can just speak on my personal experience, like my family, uh, it's majority of them are are not working now, and it's just at a time at this particular time is is making it tough for people to even want to get out the house. So, um, just what's going on now? What will be some positives? far as what can people do that you would recommend to like we talked about earlier as far as making sure you are healthy to the best of your ability and just keeping a a solid uh, mind frame yeah so more than ever you really need to protect your mental health right so physical Mm -hmm. hygiene is important um, and protecting yourself from contacting the virus so so I don't like the term social distancing. I like physical distancing. Right. We're social <laughs> right. animals and we need social connection. So physical distancing is important. Staying home is key um, in, a, in a clean, safe environment where you're not going to contract or co- come into contact with the virus. Mm-hmm. Um, proper hand washing, hand sanitizing. Um, now the recommendation is for everyone to wear some type of covering over their nose and mouth, whether it's a scarf or bandana or whatever it is. Um, If you do cough or sneeze, to cover those um, and to sanitize things that come into your house, like groceries and things like that, Mm -hmm. staying six feet away from other people. So you definitely want to do that because your number one defense um, against the virus is not getting it, not Mm -hmm. coming in contact Mm -hmm. with it. we probably all will not come in contact with it. So some people thought, oh, well, we're all going to get it. Well, that's right. not true. Right, right. But depending on how uh, good we are at taking care of the physical distancing, 40 to 70% of us might get it. Um, so your number one defense is to not come in contact with it. And then the, the next defense is really to make your health as good as it can be. And we call that health resilience. Mm-hmm. So that if you are what we call inoculated with the virus, so say somebody sneezes on you and they have it and it, it actually does get into your respiratory passages, that's how it enters, that you don't get sick with it. Not everyone who comes in contact with it physically is going to get sick from it and Mm so those who don't get ill um, are those people who have great health resilience so how can you improve your health resilience so you one don't get sick if you are inoculated with it or if you do become sick you have mild illness which will be the case for the you know at least um, 80% of us uh, and that you basically have a cold and you just stay home and it passes and then it's, it's over So that's where we're really focusing our efforts um, is to really helping people to improve their health resilience. Yes, yes, yes. And for the audience and the listeners, again, please, please take it serious. If you haven't already, um, like like we were just saying, is the the cases continue uh, to increase Um, this week, I believe, is the worst week that uh, based on what I'm, you know, watching should be the worst week as far as this pandemic and the amount of uh, cases and or deaths. So um, it, it's real important to um, distance yourself from from uh, just things to like you say, even from the grocery store. That was interesting. You brought that up because you don't know who's touching. Oh, I don't want this. And then they put it back and then they had it. And now you taking it to your home. So I'm listening and doc and i'm like why is it really that intense so uh there's some things out there i wanted to ask you 
before we continue even more and more depth like gloves like some people say gloves actually it doesn't help because it it, it just is brings it keeps all the germs basically so it's not really protecting any too much anything that's why you did just say wash your hands make sure you use hand sanitizer what are your thoughts about that yeah there's no recommendation for the average person to wear gloves and those resources are needed um, in the hospitals uh, with people working on the front line whether they are doctors or nurses or the, even the people who clean the hospitals mm -hmm. so they, they leave the the medical gloves for those people who need them because we're in a shortage of the personal protective equipment right mm -hmm. now ppe How, right ppe mm -hmm. however um one thing's that gloves do do even if you're just wearing gloves you might wear in the winter is they stop you from touching your face so much yeah okay. you know studies have shown that on average we touch our faces 16 to 20 times an hour wow and yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting because healthcare workers actually have a higher rate of facial touching hmm. um so gloves can remind you not to touch your face but i i saw another tip which i love is to use a scented hand sanitizer or lotion on your hands so that will help you become more aware of when you are touching your face right. you smell it mm -hmm. and then you can go oh wait because it's a habit and you can stop a habit but the problem is that if you touch um the virus and then you are touching your face you can inoculate your respiratory passages and get and you're inoculating yourself with the virus so they have found with this virus that it, it does have a great survivability on hard surfaces. Um, I think in the cruise ship where the gentleman had the virus, they found it living on surfaces in his room 17 days later. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, you have to be careful um, not only about becoming inoculated by respiratory vaporization or droplets by being around people who are infected, but if they've been in areas and they've touched their face and then touched surfaces, you could become inoculated from that. And so you want to not touch your face. You want to wash your hands regularly, and you could even set a timer on your phone to go off every hour, and that way you're just washing your washing hands every hand. hour. Mm -hmm. Um, 20 seconds with soap. You don't need antibacterial soap. Studies actually show that they don't necessarily decrease um, infection rates, antibacterial soap. So just plain soap and water, 20 minutes. Pick a song you like and <laughs> sing it for 20 seconds. There you so, go. Not 20 minutes, 20 seconds. <laughs> so that you, um, you know that you're doing it long enough. Most of us don't wash our hands for 20 seconds. That's true. Um, and hand sanitizers are great, but they don't necessarily kill all infectious agents. Mm -hmm. So actually the recommendation is for proper hand washing at regular intervals. That's something that you can do. And even wiping down your your space. You know, I live alone and so with two dogs. Mm -hmm. So um, nobody's coming in my space to bring it in here. But mm -hmm. if I go out to the supermarket, then now the recommendation, there are even some YouTube videos on how to process your groceries when you bring them in the house mm -hmm. um cleaning wiping down with um i have a natural spray that i use to disinfect things and wiping it everything down wiping down your fruits and vegetables because yeah. other people have may have come and touched them right, right. Um, wiping down the bags wiping down the boxes and the cans um just to be safe the thing is that we don't know a lot about this virus i mean we we have basically three months worldwide of 
experience yeah. with this virus. Yeah. It's a novel virus. And so I, I think that we have to err on the side of caution with with what we know and what we don't know. And with this question about how long it survives on surfaces where most viruses don't can't live that long without a host, and this virus is looking like it can, um, then we really need to be proactive. And so wiping down your groceries is a step to take. Leaving your shoes mm-hmm. outside your, your home or at the doorway because they are finding that the highest viral counts tend to be uh, when healthcare workers are in uh, patients' rooms who are infected and they're leaving, they're checking viral counts on different parts of their clothing, like on the masks and on the caps and their, their gowns, and they're finding the highest is on their feet, uh, which kind of makes sense because everything, you know, gravity pulls everything down. Right, so. right, right virus included so maybe leaving your shoes outside although there's no cdc recommendation for that um that is something that with the information i i I think that people should get credible information from the cdc not watch a lot of people's opinions about things um because that can and not read a lot of stories because that can hook into your primitive brain your reptilian brain that that sparks fear and so get credible information and then take action based on that information um and so these are the some of the things that i'm recommending that people do Mm -hmm. awesome 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 and if if you missed it listeners because it's valuable information you can go back and listen i promise it won't hurt me it won't hurt dr kieran i promise i promise now it was a myth which at the beginning oh you know black folks don't get it so in the midwest where i'm from um just think as of less than 24 hours ago the chicago mayor basically said it was breathtaking that african-americans are dying of the COVID 19 at rates that's climbing the charts what are your thoughts about that yeah that's that's interesting um you know certainly males are at higher risk for having fatal illness with the virus if people are obese they're having higher rates and um certainly over 70 year olds people 50 to 70 are having higher rate and beyond higher rates of hospitalization and severe illness and needing respiratory support Mm -hmm. um and so I, I think the jury is still out on any type of racial um, discrimination that this, this virus has. Um, I do think it's important, whatever your sex, your age, your race, you need to take this seriously. I do see uh, some people who are not taking it seriously, which is kind of baffling to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, the, the best... Uh, Uh, defense that you have is to be proactive and not get the virus and support your health by eating well, sleeping an adequate amount. Um, There are some supplements that you can take that can help your overall health. I am not making any claim that there's any supplement that you can take that's going to prevent you from getting sick or having fatal illness from this virus. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's it's still kind of early. We're trying to figure out exactly um, how this virus behaves based on certain characteristics. Um, But the bottom line is that, you know, just because you're 25 and healthy and don't have any health problems, you know, unfortunately this virus um, 
has claimed the lives of some people who seemingly were perfectly healthy. And so everybody needs to take this seriously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Take it serious. is and, and like you said, very, very valuable information. And before you go, I, I wanted to ask you one last thing. So people tend to say, History repeats itself. So I I took some time to look up some things back in the early 1900s, like the Spanish flu, how we had something similar to where the world as a whole was going through basically what we're going to like today with the COVID-19. And we was able to bounce back. and, And of course, there's been other things in between. But hopeful, what do you see? from our past that we can take from that we can use once this pandemic is over right well you mentioned the spanish flu and and to learn lessons you know they say those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it one of the reasons why the spanish flu ended up being so severe Mm -hmm. uh, and claiming so many lives is because there was not social distancing that was done early on and in fact there was a lot of deception and people were not told about it and how severe it was and how to protect themselves so i think we've kind of learned our lesson and so we're getting the information to physically distance so we need to take that seriously um you know going forward i think there's so much to be hopeful about because this virus is a member of a a a group of viruses. We already have a lot of information. Scientists have a lot of information on how the MERS and SARS viruses, which are coronaviruses, behave. And mm-hmm. so they've already been looking at this family and working on vaccines and working on treatments. And so this is one of the reasons why they were able to hit the ground running when it came up. And there are companies already that have vaccines being tested. And I saw read this morning where um, some of these companies are saying that we we may have a vaccine in three months, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have some really brilliant scientists in this global community that are working on this collectively. And so we should have a vaccine. That's way faster than I initially thought. Okay. Um, and there are trials being undertaken now. If you if you have symptoms or you've been exposed to the virus, there's some promise being shown with some medications to treat the early infection so it doesn't become severe with hydroxyquinolones uh, and then also azithromycin which is an antibiotic mm-hmm. and you can enter those trials you just go online I believe it's the University of Minnesota that's doing that one and you click and see if you meet the criteria to enter the study and if you do then they will give you those medications so we have people who have mobilized rapidly looking at promising treatments they're using some hiv medications to see how they'll work with the virus so there are Mm -hmm. trials ongoing with that so if you do test positive or if you've been exposed to someone who has the virus go online and see if you qualify for these trials because one it may help you but two you're going to help further the global body of information as to what we can do to help people there's another uh, company that produces a surfactant that they use in uh, premature babies. Uh, one of the big problems that ba- preemie babies have is with their surfactant that helps to keep their lungs expanded. And there, there's some data that shows that it might be a surfactant problem in people 
who have severe disease who end up on ventilators and maybe they need surfactant replacement. So they've launched a trial where they're testing their surfactant in people. Um, so there, there's so much to be hopeful for. We as a global community have really banded together to mm -hmm. look at ways that we can prevent the spread, um, excuse me, <coughs> by limiting travel and asking people to physically distance and, and banding together to look at promising treatments and really study this disease, put it under a microscope and figure out what we need to do as a, a global nation to um, help uh, heal ourselves. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. World listeners, Dr. Dunstan, I, I greatly appreciate you. This is something, this is a show that will be played a lot and for those first time listeners thank you for tuning in for the avid listeners what up so i just wanted you to let the world know as we wrap up how they can find you again how they can find the podcast any websites this way they can follow up and touch base on not only you but what's going on with this virus that'd be great doc Sure. Well, they can look at my website. It's Kieran Dunstan, MD, and that's spelled K-Y-R-I-N-D-U-N-S-T-O-N-M-D.com. All my social media handles are Kieran Dunstan, MD. And um, I'm working on a download that people can get hopefully soon um, where they can look at ways to improve their health resilience. Because like I said, it's in that stage uh, where you've be become infected and you don't want to get serious illness that you really can have large impact so there's some supplements you can take and things that you can be doing uh, to improve your health and so I'm going to be telling people about those activities in that download which should be up shortly um, and yeah I look forward to connecting with people uh, and just helping them to understand more about the virus and what they can do to protect themselves and their loved ones yes indeed and when i go to the grocery store now i gotta even more so wipe it down especially like my chips i know we talked about eating healthy but every once in a while <laughs> i like to kind of you know <clears throat> cheat and get a little something to snack on other than just the fruits and, and the vegetables and things like that but overall i really 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 um, dr curan thank you for the insight uh, it definitely is helping me and another thing you said which i like to tell people is that your home, you got to treat it like it's your body. When you said that, I was like, people need to understand where you live at. You got to put as much intensity and as much energy to make sure it's properly working. And it is, as, it, as they say, your safe haven or your sanctuary. So thank you for putting that out there as well for listeners or people like me who caught that. So don't take the situation for, grant, for granted because obviously, as you know, uh, much is given, much is required. So don't take your uh, your house or where you lay your head for granted. Absolutely. All right. So to find me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at isdmurf. You can find the show on most platforms. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you tell a friend or tell a friend. For those who listen, please, please, please. Check out Dr. Curran's website. Check out the podcast. Give her feedback. Tell her thank you. Because this was definitely a, a huge honor for me, especially with what's going on. She took time out of her schedule to just rock with yours truly. I'm definitely grateful for that. And for those people that rock with me and those listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
It's that time. Y'all already know how I close the show. Don't lose yourself with life problems. Stay strong and fight the good fight. It's a lot going on. Day in and day out. Man, it's a grind. Don't lose the vision. Fight the good fight. Uh, B-Murph, you did it again Setting trends like you winning the win Fighting the good fight, sick of the sins Connecting dots now with all the pins We just trying to be good men Adore my wife and I love my kids I never let them down, never let them frown Never let a clown take a crown Hit me cause of brown, that's okay I got the blood of a king Saw it in the dream, ain't all with a scene Try to turn us to fiends We drowning the streams while we chasing that dream It's all about the dollar bill, y'all And stop chasing that thrill, y'all These beliefs trying to kill y'all I'm just here trying to heal ya So listen as we work Dropping them gems now Rockin' with D-Murph Tunin' in as we get it in So melanin' Being better men We so adamant About the culture Sick of these vultures We in the game now Watch how we coach ya Keep your guns in the holster Love is life And that's how we approach ya